Hello, it's me. That's <laughs> what you get. That's what came out. That's it. That's I it. Gave, and I gave, uh, I gave Tia five four, and that's what she came out with. I'm really good at improv, everybody. Anybody who knows me says T Boyich is the best improver of all the improvers. I was literally talking to my friend Lauren today. She sent me a video of me when I was like super drunk in a, a, a parking lot at a pizza place on New Year's. And she was like, hey, Brooke, where did pizza come from? And I'm really bad at improv. And so I said, I said, well, my wife put cheese on a bread and called it pizza. That's it. And she's That's like, it. That's your improv. She's like, wow, I thought that was gonna be longer. I was like, N- I, like no, I'm nope. so bad. So You're bad like, at improv. And we called it pizza bread. And therefore, we called it pizza, called it pizza for short. <laughs> so that's the extent oh. of my improv. Oh, gosh. Well, at least we're in it together. That's true. What was that? Um, you just shook your phone like a shake well, weight. Well, because I accidentally deleted everything in my note. And so when you shake oh, it, you it like, undoes what oh, you I just did. Oh, I didn't know did. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> shake it like a shake weight. I just, I turned it and I just saw you go. <clears throat> <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. Oh. Okay. Well, hi. Welcome to the Dear Me Love Me podcast. This is a podcast where we write letters of advice to our past selves. That's and that's the whole gist. That's it. Uh, I'm Brooke that's, that's it. I'm T. Boyage. And this week we are doing What I Wish I Knew Before I Became a Musical Theater Major. Now, we all know that T and I went to school together when she you know, transferred to Kent State. And I originally went to Kent State and went all the way through. She was in the class of 2013, me in the class of 2014. So um, this is just our experience. Of so being it's a very musical theater it's a sliver because we're kind of oh, yeah. there at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's a, a sliver. sliver. So, um, man, there's there is something going on outside your window right yeah. now. Which is so funny because I'm like, I face a back garden. There's nothing there. It was just an aggressive siren. There's a hospital like 15 blocks away. Okay, well, you know, that makes sense. It's quarantine, you know. baby. It's quarantine, so, baby. It's still um, quarantine, baby. It's still quarantine, baby. It's okay. We're doing fine. We're doing good. Every night before bed, it's a running joke between Dave and I, because when this all first happened, I said to him once, I was like, this is this is only going to last like a month, right? And he was like, yeah, totally. And so now every single night, I'm like, this is just going to be like one more day, right? And he's like, yeah, for sure. It's going to be done tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Can't wait. Sure. Sure. Well, it's going to, I'll go to the bar tomorrow and celebrate. Right. It's fine. I'm like, this is almost no, done, right? Be. He's like, yeah, totally. Yeah. No, we're here forever. Well, people, people sure think it's almost done. It's not. Just because you're oh, bored doesn't mean stay- it's over. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Say it again for everybody. Just because you're bored does not mean that it's over. And also, just because restrictions are lifted doesn't mean the pandemic's over. It means they have room for you in the ICU. Hospital, yeah. That's what that means. That's correct. That is correct. So here we go. Now we're going to talk about musical theater. (laughs) The Broadway, not really. The the, the degree you get. The precursor to the Broadway. that you don't even need, but you know what? We do it anyway because that's literally at the end of my lever. Le- my lever. <laughs> no, at the end of oh. my lever. Oh, all right. I'm gonna read yours first. Okay, that sounds great to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Dear me, it's 2009, and right now you are thinking to yourself, "What the fuck am I going to do with my life?" And honestly, your almost 28 year old self is asking the same thing. But in a couple of seconds, you are gonna think, "You know what?" I want to go to college and study musical theater. And good for you for finally making a decision. 
It may not be the decision your parents hoped for, but nothing excites you more than the feeling of being on stage. So, are you ready for a lifetime of hearing the word no? Rejections left and right, stiff competition, and finally, a few yeses that will make it all worth it? Then let's get started. Here's what I wish I knew before becoming a musical theater major. That's a great overview. It's like, are you ready for so much rejection, competition, crying all the time, and then like some really fun things that make it all worth it? Welcome to theater. Let's, let's go. Lego. Lego. Number one, find friends outside your major, period. period. Yep. That's I have it. that one too. I have a feeling these are going to be like pretty much the same. And every, I mean, everyone in musical theater majors, they're great, but like you need, you need friends outside of the world of theater to keep you sane. And my and mom grounded. actually hit the nail on the head. And I think this transfers into friends as well. But I really, I was the kid that was like, I want to go to New York right away outside of high school and I'm going to make it there. And my mom pulled me aside and she said, if you want to play real people on stage, you need to have real life experiences. Yeah. That's so and true. I think f- real friends tie into that because they tie you back to the real world and you get to have more down-to-earth experiences that aren't so wrapped up in what everyone's 16-bar cut is. Yeah, that's so true. Wow. You know? I didn't even think about it, that. Real world, You need the real-world experiences to portray them. I mean, not necessarily, and not everyone is, a, you know, a method actor, but, like, to have the emotion and the, the empathy to, to then portray that, you do need that. You need... Mm-hmm. And you found yours... We've talked about this before. You really found yours when you got that job your senior year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I found, like, friends here and there, and most of them were right. guys that I really wanted to, to date, but, like... I mean, it happens. <laughs> I mean, but the the really true friends I found was my... Un- unfortunately, my senior year, but, like, also fortunately, because they came into my yeah. life at the best time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. N- Number two. If you are feeling like you aren't getting the proper training or feedback, speak up. You're there to learn and grow. This isn't a place for you to be turned away and felt left out. You pay for the training. You pay the tuition. You deserve to get every cent worth. Absolutely, you do. Yep. I my I think it was my senior year. I was like, I was having such a hard time because one, I was like struggling with some undiagnosed depression and PTSD and all this other stuff that, but uh, I like had a faculty meeting and I I remember yelling at the faculty, me. Love it. And I said, I my tuition pays for your salary. Mm-hmm. I deserve more than what ah. you're giving me. I'm proud and of like, you for doing that. And, and all their faces were like, oh, like, you're right. So yeah, you are. It's, I, that was like my one caveat about school is that I just felt like, I, I didn't get my my money's worth, but that's also me not doing the outside work that I could have been doing, such as, utilize, it says in, in this letter, utilizing the people around me and just feeling like main stage is productions, like the productions right. the school puts on were the end-all be-all. And because I wasn't right. getting into those, I wasn't getting the training that I wanted, but that's not that was a terrible mindset to have in the moment. And I think it's really good that you, it's a good life lesson, even though you felt like you didn't get your money's worth. I think your ability to sit down with the faculty and ask for what you need is such an important yeah. life lesson in general that like, it's not, it's something I still struggle with because I had the exact same problem Yeah, my senior year. I, I would sing in musical theater performance and I would mm-hmm. get like, great job. That was great. You did great. Or, or like only praise. Yeah, And, you're and like- I went to... I went to my voice teacher, Jay White, Dr. Jay White, who I will literally follow halfway across the world because I Which basically did. did. I did. 
And I went to him crying and I just said, I'm not getting any notes. And I said, and I know I'm not fucking perfect. I know I'm not good enough to be on Broadway right now because you've told me I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And so he would come into musical theater, into my MTP class every day and sit and take notes and then email me like four pages of notes. Wow, what a hero. Oh, he's the best. But I wish I had had the balls to like pull the faculty together and be like, hey, I don't need just praise. I also need, I need things to work on. Yeah. And see, on my side of things is that I was never getting praise, but I was getting notes of like, you need to uh, sing this or you are this type. And that's oh, also my that's letter. So my just note. keep so just keep going. All right. Keep going with the letter. We'll continue. Number three. Just like Broadway isn't the end all be all, being in a main show main stage show isn't either. Student productions, lab shows, short films, and local community theater shows are just as important and wonderful. You want to be on stage, so be on one, no matter how small. It's a really good point. You didn't fall in love with with performing to a two thousand seat audience. You fell in love with with finding a character, performing it on stage, no matter how small. Like, you know, we all started in our bedrooms and performing for our parents and we loved it. And there was just two people. And then, yeah, it's really awesome to be performing for thousands of people. But like at the same time, if you're, I would rather be performing in front of 50 people and doing a role mm-hmm. that I really love and I really commit to than being in the ensemble of a thousand, 2000 seat show. Yeah. And you know what? This is also something that will get you further in life later on, too, in the performing world. If you start creating shows with people, if you are finding playwrights in your school and doing their work for them and doing stuff for them and recording for them, those are people that go on to write plays and musicals and great Mm -hmm. works, and they will remember that you did all these things for them. And then you also get to see it start from the beginning. Yeah. It's not just being in a show. You're getting to see a creation of something new. Exactly. I wish I I had did more new work. Yeah, which is why I have that what I have in my letter as well. So keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Number four, this is the time to find out who you are. So shake things up a little. Don't pigeonhole yourself and also refuse to be pigeonholed. Right now is the time to sing the wrong song and play the wrong part. You have the rest of your career to be typecast. Oh, you're so fucking right. I, uh, uh, you know, when I would come up and I would sing a song and like, the professors would tell me to to start branching out, but then when I would, they would say, oh, that's not your type. Oh, that's yeah. not your this. And I'm like, but you told me to branch out. You told right. me. And also let me bl- let me branch out. Let me feel it out because, and I, I'm also, this is something as I am nearing 30 that I realize the first time you do anything, you're going to suck at it. Let, yeah, you're gonna suck. let you give yourself time to suck and be a beginner. Yeah. Don't just automatically assume you're going to be perfect. And I wish the faculty would have allowed you and been like, that's interesting. Next week, let's try something else in that direction and see what else you can find. Yes. Because that's what school should be for. Yeah. So I wish I wish that I would have really pushed myself to continue following down, even if it was the wrong path of finding material, I would have I would have rather have done that than to be pigeonholed to finding like material that I know like I'm good at like that you perfect like a Disney princess. Exactly. I was gonna say happy little working song from Enchanted. Mm -hmm. Like I I want to find these really cool things to sing that all of a sudden makes you see something different in a, in a different mm-hmm. light. Just like you said with Alexis, when Alexis went into that audition for Schitt's yep. Creek because her agent said she'd never be in comedy and then she fucking mm-hmm. nailed it. And that's probably one of my favorite TV characters of all time. It's because well, she the took the risk. The people, if you allow yourself to be pigeonholed, because we both were 
they tried desperately with me and couldn't figure it out. And nobody still can figure it out with me because I don't know what I am either. No one fucking does. Yeah, but you you don't fit into a niche, which is perfect. You're so many different things. And that's the thing. Like allowing yourself to be pigeonholed, I feel like cuts off avenues of what you can do. Mm-hmm. Whereas I have, I've tried really hard to be like, no, I, I can do all these different genres. I can do whatever. But allowing yourself to be pigeonholed, I think, does a detriment to yourself. Mm-hmm. So students, if you are listening, do not allow yourself to be pigeonholed. And also no. because if they pigeonhole you and they typecast you, there are a million other people with that type. So you better be the fucking best. But at least if you're different and you're, you're quirky and you have something to bring to the table, there's so much more that people can do with that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Number five. Mm. You're allowed to want to be other things. You're allowed to want to be a mom or be a teacher or go into something else. I know that I know that's not anything you want, but I want you to know you have the option. You're not stuck where you are. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want a child anytime soon. I also don't want to be a teacher. Like, that's not my end-all goal. But I, I wish that Brooke going into college knew she had the option and the choice to not just be one thing because Mm -hmm. I felt like when once I chose it that's it that was my my only option and so when people started you know graduating and getting married becoming parents like doing this I would I almost would look at them and be shamed like I'd be like oh she's giving up you so gave much. up you, you <laughs> gave up didn't you and that's not true at all so like I I want to smack myself in the back of the head for thinking that and I'm like what why in the world would I ever think that so I also have that option to continue to broaden my horizons as a person, not just a performer, but as a person. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a failure. It's at all. Ugh. No, no, it's I not. don't know I where mean, that. You remember? I literally, I talked to you the other day and was like, I think I'd maybe like to look into like behind the scenes things on film yeah. and TV. And I'm not totally sure what that would look like, but I feel like that's maybe where my next step is. And that doesn't mean I failed. I did the damn thing. And even if I hadn't done the damn thing and wanted to change, it led me to the path to right. change. Yeah. And the thing is, you and I have so many friends who are making livings in the arts that are not on Broadway Correct. or not even performing, and they're living beautiful, enriched lives. Mm hmm. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Absolutely. It's not even there's nothing wrong with it. It's it should be celebrated. And so I just don't yeah. know where that where where, you know, 2013, 14 Brooke felt like that was a failure. Yeah. Where it was like, so. it's this one track or nothing. Exactly. Which is so, so silly because yeah. there's no other career like that where it's like, it's this thing or you you fail. Like, no, exactly. Mm, no. Ugh. All right. Number six. Oh, I like this one. Don't downplay your degree choice. You went into performing because it's what you love. It also introduced you to the people you needed to meet to be exactly where you are meant to be. I am. Whenever I say like, oh, I was a musical theater major. And people, and I, and I, over it. I go, oh, yeah, you know, it's a worthless degree. <laughs> Just, but it's not. I always it's say I studied, I studied pretend. And then I'm like, I actually, it's funny. I, my little sister and I, she made a comment once about how easy my major is. Yeah. And I just said to her, I go, I was like, what's your finals this semester out of curiosity? And she told me, and I was like, cool. I have musical theater, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I have to memorize a Shakespeare sonnet. I have to do sword fighting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Emily, mine are labor intensive. Yes. In a different way. I said, I'm not only being judged on the studying, I'm being judged on how I present that. 
It's like, it's not even apples and oranges. It's like apples and no. shrimp. Like you can't yeah, even compare. Like apples and shrimp. Like you can't compare it. It's so saying it's yeah. worthless. And even like at the top of the show, I said like, you don't even need the degree. No, you, you don't. don't. That's just the thing. You don't. But like. You do not need the degree to audition. You don't. And, but it's, it's the wanting to, to learn from somebody else who has been in the field and to be around the same people, the people who want the same things as you, that's mm-hmm. the experience you're, you're wanting and you're paying for. And I truly believe it's not a worthless degree in only that musical theater prepares you for so much more than people think it does. Some of the best lawyers I know studied musical theater yeah, because it oh, teaches gosh. you how to hold a room or like CEOs, how to command attention, how to hold a room, how to fucking lie, how to fake it. But that's musical theater braces you for these things that maybe people that just study the book don't necessarily have these skills. Exactly. Like Dave always says to me, he's like, wow, you're so natural on camera. I could never do that. And I'm like, I studied that. I look natural on camera because I studied that. Exactly. I know. Michael's always like, he said once, I don't, you, I don't know if you're lying or not because you're so good at it. And I'm like, no, I don't lie to you, but it's just, I'm an actor. So I know what I'm doing. You're like, I I can lie. I can. I can lie super well. It's my job. (laughs) It's my job. It's my job. It's my my job to lie to children all day and, and tell them that I'm a mermaid. Yep. I did that like, for a long they time. Believe me. I fucking believed it. They fucking believe me. They did it. I did it. Number seven, you'll never be the favorite. And that's okay. You'll hear no and it'll feel like you've heard it the most out of your peers. And that's probably true. But to be honest, those no's set you up for the yeses you are meant to get without completely shattering you after graduation. We talked about it already. We did. I will say this. I even noticed that you got a lot of no's and you and I, again, like we were friendly, but we weren't friends. I was always blown away by that because to me, you were the only one working out of all of us (laughs) at the time. And yes, people went and did like little tours and stuff, but I was like, you were the only one that worked consistently in the industry. Yeah. And it always blew my mind because I always thought you were incredibly talented. And I also thought I was like, I remember being very jealous of you and was like, she's, why is she, like, she's the only one that's doing the thing. Yeah, why am I being shit on all the time? Right. I was like, (laughs) that was like my question. Doing the damn thing. I was like, I'm being super happy for everybody else. And I remember, oh my God, it was so funny. I, my freshman year, I did, uh, you had to do, you know, your practicum for tech. Mm -hmm. Um, and so instead of doing lab hours, I, Cindy Stillings was so nice and she let me do two, two shows. So I got to run two shows and so I didn't have to do any lab hours. So I did. Bitch. I know. (laughs) Sorry. You bitch. Sorry. It's fine. I'm jealous. It's fine. It was also because my freshman and sophomore, my freshman year, I did, I think I took like 25 credit hours every semester and I, I could have graduated like at least a year early, but I did. You could have been in my I, class. Yeah, but I was like, I'm not doing that. So you're like, no, I really want to do an Amish musical my senior year. Oh, I, you could cut oh. that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the line that came out real hard there. Really want to do you an Amish it musical. It's, it's fine. fine. We did play in it's dance. Fine. It was fine. I they raised a barn. Fancy. I was, was in the dance though. It was really cute. Um, so I was 
in the I did spotlight for Greece, which was so fun. I was a follow spot and I did it with like Seth Hunter and we had so much fun together and it was really cool. It was a really great oh, experience. Seth. And then um I also oh before I did that Brigadoon my freshman year, I was in the pit and I was a pit singer. It was like which me is how you got your accent. It was how I got my accent. And so it was me and like Grant Cole, Alyssa Bosco, like all these really fun oh people. God, we had names. a lot of fun. And then um, so I was under a stage. I was above a stage. And then my second semester, I was the projections runner for Hamlet. And so I was backstage doing the grand MA board or grandma, as we like to call her. And so just pushing a button for the projections for Hamlet. And so I was up below behind and never on <laughs> oh you're like never on experience of all the other things however i did my junior year so this is my first time i was ever cast in a main stage so it was spring awakening and me and you were up for the same role we were i was um, up for seven roles in that yeah uh so I did not get cast because my yeah. boobs were too big apparently oh no <laughs> that's so, what i was told Legally Blonde's Professor Callahan, Michael Rupert, was our mm-hmm. uh, director, which was so cool. And I, you know, I saw Laura Bell Bundy's final performance. So I was like freaking out that he was the director. I did not get cast. And so I was really, right. really upset. And so I went down to Disney, auditioned for Finding Nemo Musical, didn't get called back, whatever. I went back up. And then Brittany Price from my class mm-hmm. got cast in the tour of Hair. Yep. And... Yeah. Um, they, so they bumped Anna Bradley up to Mm -hmm. what her role was, Brittany Price's role, and they needed an ensemble member. And so they, they picked me and it was, so it was my first time being cast in a role and it wasn't on a cast list. It wasn't anything. It was just Jonathan Svoboda coming up to me after class and saying, Brooke, would you like to be part of the, the ensemble of Spring Awakening? And I was like, yes, I would. I love him. And Michael Rupert, so funny. I remember he called like he called everybody the wrong name. I remember he called like Jenny Nasser, like uh, like some some Jenny. Judy, like something or Judy. Michael Glavin. He called him like Mitch. He called Vinny. Vincent. And he was his lead. Yeah, and he he didn't even remember Meredith's name, but he, every fucking day he'd say, "Hi Brooke, how are you?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." You're like, "I'm great. I'm so great." Yes. I'm like, it's probably only because Brooke Wyndham, but that's okay. And. <laughs> I'll take it. I was so fucking happy. And that was such a great moment. And honestly, it made every single no up until that point to be the first main stage production that I ever got to be on would be Spring Awakening, which is like a dream show for me. And then to have Michael Rupert be my director, who I like fawned over when I saw the musical. He was my favorite part of the show. People hate the song Blood in the Water, but his performance of it is like unreal and so i got to like see him and i got to like work with him it was so cool oh okay (laughs) okay the more i know you now Uh uh-huh the more i realize how much it probably meant to you to work with him oh which in college i was just like oh yeah yeah." but like to you like and i'm so so (laughs) glad you got that experience me too (laughs) you with your your legally blonde senior picture knowing what I know about you now I'm so thrilled for you oh yeah I remember I told him once because I I came to the rehearsal beforehand and we were just talking and he's like oh like Jonathan tells me work at Disney like you were um, your Ariel I was like oh yeah I am um and then I said you know I came I saw you in legally blonde and I didn't tell him it was my favorite show but I said I uh gave Laura Bundy a 
pink bottle of champagne at the stage door. And he goes, I think I kind of remember that. I'm like, (gasps) oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) I love you. Oh, I'm so happy you got that moment. So I, like, have a picture with him after one of the shows. And uh, I'll post that on our Instagram. Do it. Do it. Do it. I was uh, that was the best first like main stage show that that I could ask for. I was only in one show too. Granted, I was only there for two years, but I was only in ragtime. And yeah, but you were mother. 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 Do you want to know a quick quick story? When you were the person in motion, you want to know a story? Yeah, I do. This a glimpse into my college year. So. Mother was casted in November because I had my call back the day after my 21st birthday. So I did one shot and then I went to bed because that's the story of my life. And uh, I got cast as mother and it was my first semester there and I didn't really know anybody. And I walked up to where it was in that, where it was uh, posted was in that hallway. And it had the two swinging doors. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I walked by it and there were two people looking at it and I heard someone go, who the fuck is T-Boyich? Oh my God. (laughs) And my heart just dropped into my butt. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, God. I, I fucking got it. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they're like, I don't know. Who the fuck is that? And like really shit on me for about 30 seconds. And then they walked out and I went and it said mother. And I was like, oh, shit. Everyone already hates me. Great. This oh, is going to be great. But everyone was lovely. And it was the most incredible experience in my life. And I loved it. And it was amazing. But yeah, that's that's I truly was like, Okay. Okay, it's going to be great. Everyone's excited for me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, my God. It's fine. Amazing. Um, right. Who right, the fuck number is are we on? Voyage? Broadway singer <laughs> T-Boyage. No, just kidding. All right, number eight. <clears throat> this is the one time you're going to be living in co- close quarters with some of the most brilliant, talented, and wonderful people you know. Utilize that to its full potential. Perform stupid skits. Put together a cabaret. Put your heads together and create something amazing. You're not like it's this is the only time that you're going to be in so close proximity with some of these really talented performers, creators, musicians. Like I I know I got a taste of it doing the new musical Mini Quay by Mm -hmm. Connor Simpson, who wrote our theme song. Um, And uh, that was such a cool glimpse into the world of what can be created when there is a brilliant mind and then some really great performers around and musicians to put it all together. Like, and, and you're that right. Was- you're never going to have it again. Like you do in college. Cause I think about it now and I look back on it in college and I'm like, fuck, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Be within five minutes of each other and have all this free time and, and uh-huh. schedules are all the same. And we're not all doing survival jobs and working around that. You're right. You need to utilize it now. Yeah, Absolutely. Number nine, you're going into a field that is heavily based on what you look like. Get the mental health help sooner rather than later with depression, anxiety, and body dysmorphia. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's like the hard truth is it, it's, it's a weird, weird industry that we chose and a weird job and no other major really do they blatantly tell you, and by you I mean me, you know, they tell their students you need to lose 15 pounds or you're not going to showcase Right. Period. You know, yeah. like that doesn't have, like no one looks at an engineer and is like, you need to lose 15 pounds or else you're fucked. Yeah. Nobody looks at a finance major and is like, right. you should probably dye your hair red or cut. Red. Right. It's, 
And you're right. It, I think, I do think hopefully maybe because we've been out of college so long, maybe that's changed a bit. If, if you're in musical theater school now, message us and let us know, please. I hope it's better. It was a different time when we were there and it was rough. And you're right. It was only like 10 years ago. Like, yeah, 10 years ago. To like at the start of our college careers, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. And you're right. You need to have some armor in the background. And and your school should have free resources that you can reach out to. Mm -hmm. All sorts of things. Look into that. Absolutely. Number 10. Your classes are going to be nuts. Silly, moving, tear-filled, joyous, momentous, random, stereotypical, hilarious, weird, and fun. Enjoy them. Savor them. Yeah. No other class do you stand in the middle of the room and sing until you cry. Like, that's, you know. In front of all your friends. In front of all your friends, and everyone's judging you. No matter how much they're like, you're not judging. It's like, you're judging. judging. And there's, there's no other major that is like that that is that i mean like yeah like with art and architecture and you know all this stuff that you're putting your heart and soul into but it's not with your body and yeah you're you're not and putting you're and you're being in your voice and your soul like your voice is your instrument like and like there is no you know tuning it there there mm-hmm. there is practice and there is uh you know getting a vocal coach but it's just like it's you <laughs> Yeah. I mean, even like artists, they're judging the art you create, but yeah. with us, yes, they're judging the art you create, but the art you create is still yourself. Exactly. You're, you know, it's, it's, oof, you're right. And, and these classes, oh, so silly. I'm just thinking of like so Mark silly. Monday classes of like, yeah, me too. doing like I'm sobbing in one of his classes, flowing and flying and molding and all this stuff. And I, we were watching something on TV and Michael goes, was that what your classes like? Was that what, what they were like? And I was like, yep. 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 100%. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never forget Casey in Mark's class. We were doing like a, an acting exercise where he had to berate me while I was doing this activity and and I ended up just sobbing just sobbing in front of everyone because he was just yelling at me and I was like (laughs) this no other major would this happen oh my god and where it would just be okay and they're like just give her a minute in the bathroom Riverdale's own Casey Cott just yelling at Riverdale (laughs) screamed at me till I sobbed and walked out of the room Oh and he and God. I are still very, very good friends. We went to lunch like a couple, well, like a year ago now, I guess. Yeah. But, and we talked about that. Like no other major. Yeah. Casey Cott. That's oh so my God. cracks me up. I love him. Okay. <laughs> it's mostly not your typical test taking slash study hard slash good grades major. You'll love it. You'll question why you ever did it. But in the end, was it worth it? Yes. A resounding yes. I unshakably would do it all again. And of course... I would do things differently. So, 2009 Brooke, I salute you on your choice of life path. Go Flashes. Much love to my Kent State Musical Theater family. You're all cute. Love me. (laughs) Cute. Cute. That's what I would say all the fucking time. Cute. You're cute. Cute. (laughs) Oh, man. Kent State. Go Flashes. Go flashes. I was only for two years. I'm like the worst at both my schools because I was like, I do have school spirit, but also I wasn't at either school long enough to be school spirited. I don't know like our like song or anything. I, oh, I do know my first school. Games. I know my first school song. <laughs> I don't know Kent's. 
It's something like, hey, hey, okay, it's you, something like that. I straight up got to Kent State. I went, I went from a school of about 2,000 people to a school mm-hmm. of about 60,000 people. And I was like, oh, so this is its own city. This school yeah. is a city compared to my last one. Like, and then for me, Kent was so small because I was so used to like Michigan State because I'd go and visit right. my, my siblings all the time. So like Kent was just so teeny tiny. I can't imagine oh. DePaul. Oh my gosh. DePaul, the president of our school used to walk around the lunchroom. And I remember like he saw me lunch in- room. Um, yeah, or the cat, like our cafeteria, and he, the lunchroom, our our hub is what we called it, and mm-hmm. he walked in, and he saw me in Lady Windermere's fan, and I played Lady Windermere, it was the hardest thing I ever did, because it was just pages of monologue, and if you forgot, you're like, fuck, I'm alone on stage. Hardest thing I ever did, he came up behind me, President Casey, started rubbing my back, my shoulders, he was like, you were great, Lady Windermere's fan! Like, that was our school, everyone knew President Casey, he would just walk around and sit down and talk with students, it was amazing. Wow. that's amazing. So, Kent State was a bit of a culture shock. Yeah, I bet. Are you ready for your letter? Oh, I am. All right. (laughs) Dear me. Hi, girl. It's me. 29-year-old you. What's up? This letter only counts for half your college years. You started off as a vocal performance slash communications major at DePaul. Then your voice teacher told you he had gotten a new job and wanted to know if you would like to check out the school. You weren't feeling the vocal performance was you weren't feeling like vocal performance was your track. You had no desire for grad school or opera. You want to try musical theater and somehow after a 45 minute private phone call between your voice teacher and your parents, your parents agree to let you finish out your degree in musical theater. And I mean, it all worked out somehow. You end up on Broadway. <laughs> but here are some things I learned as a musical theater major. It worked out. You're on Broadway. It worked out. Well, because yeah, my it worked parents, out. I, I wanted to study it originally. My parents said no. Yeah. Um, they were like, you can study vocal performance because there's you can teach with it, you can whatever, and communications. Like, if you do a double major, we will allow you to do it. And I told Jay White when he was like, can you come with? I'm like, my parents will never let me study musical theater. And he's like, give me your mom's phone number. Oh and they God. had a 45-minute phone call that neither one to this day will tell me what was said in that phone call, but suddenly my parents were on board. Neither wow. one has ever owned up as to what was said. That's amazing. He I know. Knew. I want to know. He knew there was something special. So special. You Number know what one. he used to say to me? Oh, oh yes. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Well, I just, I, in like my first years, I always would say like, I feel like I'm being held back at the starting gate. I just want to get on Broadway, blah, blah, blah. And he was the only person that would ever say to me, you're not ready. You're not good enough. He would say that's right. You're not good enough yet. And he's like, that, you need to learn. You only say that, or you only can hear that from somebody who has your best interest at heart. I showed up yeah he's the type of teacher like and this is in here too where it's like show up and be ready I showed up to one of his um lessons hungover (sighs) because it's college right and I opened my mouth and I started singing and he stopped me and he looked at me and he goes and he's a very like lovely sweet jolly man but it's kind of scary he can be scary and he looked at me and he stopped his piano and he goes don't ever waste my time your time or your parents money like this again get out Oh, my God. And I, I was a freshman. And I was like, what? And he goes, do not ever show up here hungover ever again. And he's wow. like, do, he's like, if you want to be treated like a professional, act like it. Get out. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. That's why, I love, that's why I love my voice teacher. Insane. Love him. Never did again. <laughs> and then I'm just thinking about Jay White. When we went to Kent's showcase and he was there and then he was hungover and I was like, here's yeah. some peppermint oil. And he rubbed it on his temples. He's like, oh. I feel better. Yeah. 
And I was like, ha ha! Ha ha! Ha ha! Oh man, we all have our moments. Number one, you are only responsible for how hard you work. You cannot control other people, their jealousy, how prepared they are, how right they are for the role. All you can do is show up as prepared as possible. Always volunteer to go first. Always be prepared for studio classes and auditions. That's all that's in your control. Yes. That's all. I mean, yeah, that's all you can control is what you put into the work. You and the thing is, like, I had someone make a snarky comment once that was like, you always raise your hand to go first in musical theater performance. Like, we get it. And I was like, yeah, because I'm ready and I'm prepared and I did my shit. Yeah. I'm not going to fake humility and be like, uh. I'm like, no, I'm ready. If you'd like to choose on me, I'm here. And if not, no stress. But you're, like you said, I'm I'm fucking paying tuition. I'm here to get my money's worth. You're you're a badass. Just let me know. <laughs> Thanks, friend. I'm here. I'm, I'm I, what? Are you mad that I'm here to fucking work? They're, they were like, just I'm sorry if that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, they were. And I'm like, I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable, but I'm not going to waste, as Jay White said, my time, your time, or my parents' money. Exactly. Number two, time management is your best friend. Seriously, get a planner. Stay on top of your schedule. On top of schoolwork, you need to be in shows or work on shows and reading plays, etc. It's not the type of major where once your homework is done, you're done. Theater is an all-consuming major. Your free time isn't yours. It's spent bettering your craft. And that's something I didn't realize until oh, me either. later. And so oh. clearly, like, we want to tell ourselves this, which I just. This is me telling, like, 20-year-old me, don't leave your homework till 10 minutes before class. Oh, just do man. your fucking homework. Don't read the spark notes on the play. Read the fucking yeah. play. Oh, God. Like, what? Like, the, I think I read the the spark notes on, like, Lieutenant of Inishmore. Did you, ever, did you take yeah. script writing? Yeah. I oh, did. my God. Woo, that was Ooh-wee. scripts was a was a class. was a class it was a with class. our with our teacher who would uh roll a grocery cart into the class every day that's right yep every day about the fucking grocery cart she every had a grocery cart and yeah. uh had everything in it i think she found it on the side of the road once i don't know oh no it was like in her it was in a prop room i think and she's like you used it ever since so <laughs> right oh I'm she was like a character back yeah serious flashbacks money. yeah she, we had a pretty incredibly insane awesome scripts teacher who knew yes. what she was doing but like at the time you were just like you wanted nothing to do with scripts and you wanted nothing to do with her Trelawney. oh for sure yeah for sure yeah oh god yeah number three have friends outside the theater world so you can stay grounded and normal Seriously, let's be real. We all know that theater people can be a bit much. That's fine and fun, but get some normal friends to keep you well-rounded. It's far too easy to make every aspect of your life rooted in theater. Don't do that. Life is so much more than just theater. Have friends in other majors, join a sorority or fraternity. It's okay to keep your personal and professional life separate. It's what keeps me sane. Yep, we both think the same thing. Oh, yeah, for I sure. Still, I still, like, I love my Mean Girls cast, and I hang out with them on occasion, but at the same time, like, I have a whole set of friends outside of the theater world. I view theater like my job. I go to work, yeah. and then I come home, and I and I have work friends, but it is mm-hmm. not my whole encompassing life, and thank goodness. Right. Yeah. When I was at Disney, you know, I, I had a really hard time with finding friends outside of performing, because everybody oh, sure. was a performer. You're in a bubble. You know? You're in a bubble. So... Being here and, you know, 
I I have the only performing friends I have because I'm not in performing right now are like the, my friends from college. So you mm-hmm. and like other people who I maybe performed with at some point at Disney, but everybody else is a non-performer. And I think this is the first time in my life since high school that like the majority of my friends are not in theater. And it like, it kind of makes me feel really good. I was gonna say, and also like selfishly, if you have a bunch of friends outside theater, they think you're they the think coolest you're so cool. Ever. They think oh you're so cool. They think you're so good. They think you're so good yeah, at life right? and everything. It's like, it's the best. Oh. I love that. I love when like I, I do something. Oh, what was I? Oh, I was so drunk. And I did a like very dramatic performance of You'll Be Back from Hamilton. And <laughs> it's my, it's, it's Michael's favorite thing in the whole world like favorite thing if he is there a look, video of this can you send oh, this to me i'm sure i won't sure. post it anywhere but i want to see this i'm sure it's, it's from like new year's and then i had i had to do it again on his birthday last year it was just it was ridiculous it i when am this quarantine's over i'm gonna get you bombed and just start the hamilton soundtrack at the beginning and just let you go it's Oh, I can sing every word and I will sing every part and I'll turn uh-huh. with every part. And then I'm going to do Legally Blonde too. <laughs> We're just going to go one into the other and we'll, it's going to be great. Dear L, he's a lucky guy. I'm like going to cry. I got tears, tears coming, coming out of my nose. Mad props. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Why did I not join a sorority? Which I wanted to say that the, the, DG, uh, the official DG girls have reached out to me and told me that I can join DG post uh be an alumni uh we could be sisters. initiate of dg so it's it's that there's still hope there's I don't still have hope to we die can be reincarnated i can reincarnated reincarnated <laughs> reincarnated this is going great we're doing great we're doing good we're i'm on it today i'm halfway done with my beer okay uh, my wine is gone <laughs> oh gosh but i can be a member of dg so i don't have to die and come back to life to then become a dg okay Number four, nothing is ever the be-all, end-all. No cast list is the end of the world. It's okay to be upset. We move on. Don't be the person pissed off about the role they lost out on and constantly talk about it. No one likes a broken record. Work toward your next audition. And maybe that audition is not a big one. Like, it could be a small thing. But, like, don't be the person that constantly... And also on the flip side, don't be the person that constantly talks about, like, the one role you did with your friend and never shut the fuck up about it. Like, we get it. <laughs> you two were in Peter Pan together. We fucking get it. Whatever. <laughs> it drives me up a wall when people do that or when they see each other like, ah! like, we get it. You know each other. Take a breath. Oh, like at like rooms at like holding rooms? At yes. Auditions? And they just scream and drop their stuff down. I'm like, we get it. You did a regional production of Beauty and the Beast together. Relax. You know what? It's nothing, okay. Nothing is more beautiful, though, when two people haven't seen each other for a long time and they don't say anything. They just, like, drop what they're doing and hold each other. Yes, that's fine. Like, but I, that, I love the, like, and just well, that's embrace. Love. That's, that's love. love. That's love. The or other one like is a- for other people, not yourself. <laughs> you know? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And don't be that person. Correct. Number five, you don't need to be a type. You just don't. You can be unique and still have a place in the theater world. Don't listen to someone trying to mold you into a mold of someone else. Yeah, you're not like Megan Hilty. You're T. Boyage. Right. Like, I don't even have somebody I think I possibly am like. I, but like, so that's great. But like, 
I laugh about it, thinking about it in college with them trying to pigeonhole me. And then just looking at the different people I played in Mean Girls alone in one show, I was entrusted to play like Katie, Gretchen, Janice, Mrs. Norbert, Mrs. Heron, and Mrs. George. So like, haha, you tried to pigeonhole me, but you can't. You can't. Because, I, yeah, you could have written me off as like whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not going to allow myself to be pigeonholed. Exactly. I mean, we already discussed this. We did, and I'm glad that we both have this in it because it's something that's really important. Yeah. Number six, focus on your weakness more than your strengths. Truly, I should have taken more dance classes. I know I can sing and act. I should have got my shittiest skills up to date. I have a surprise for you at the end that kind of goes with this. Um, Is it a dance class? No, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it first. I have, I have multiple like surprises. So that one will be first. Just remind me. You have um, multiple surprises? Yeah, I do multiple surprises uh but but that's so true like i just because you don't like it doesn't mean that you should just like write it off like that you're just like well i'm just gonna suck at it let yourself suck yeah don't drop the ballet class that's hard stick it out and get that c c's get degrees actually d's (laughs) get degrees that's what my dad would say d's yeah that's what my mom said too when i got a d in astronomy we talked about that on the first yes we did did like focus on your worst aspect and this is the time to hone it and bring it up to snuff like i wish i had just swallowed my fucking pride and took in a fuck ton of dance classes because at least i would have been passable then or at least higher than i am now right even if you weren't like you know loads better than you are now you'd you'd still be better or i'd be more comfortable with dance calls and doing these things and the terminology like now is the time take now take your weakest point whether it's acting singing dancing throw a lot of work at that exactly Ding. I feel ding. That. That's my agrees. My ding. It's like the, not a light bulb, but a thumbs up on that one. Love it. Number seven. Save money before you go. It's hard to hold a job on top of your coursework. This goes back to time management, but it's hard to hold a job during the school year. Try and save money during high school and again during summers. It will make your school years easier fiscally to not have to worry about a job on top of your schoolwork. Yeah. But also, I think that also came into the fact that I was also in a sorority, which is like another job. Yeah, that's true. I didn't really have time to get a job. Yeah. Yeah. I would babysit occasionally, but I couldn't work regular hours. Right. I had a job my junior year and my senior year, and I was so lucky in that um, my mother was really awesome about we, she like paid my rent. And my, like, my food was, like, my responsibility and having fun was my responsibility. But in my tuition, my dad paid half and my mom paid half. And I took out a bulk of student loans. But yeah, um, I, did too. I was very, very fortunate in that my working was to have fun money and to have money mm. for when I would, like, go down to Disney every summer and have money to yeah. start with. So, like, I, 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 res- I, I, uh announce my privilege at that point that's what that's me announcing no that's privilege i mean i was kind of in a similar boat my parents told me they could either give me like and they sat me down and i actually this might be true or it might not you know how sometimes you remember things and you're like yep. this might be true or it might not yeah i remember that they either said like we will pay for your wedding or we will give you ten thousand dollars a year for every year you're in college like we'll pay ten thousand dollars and like, so i was college. Like, college yeah and so i got ten thousand dollars a year but anything beyond that ten grand i took out on loans so like my working I did have to ask my parents for rent once my senior year. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. But like, I had to work my butt off 
during the school year, or I mean during the summer, but you yeah. just save your money. Yeah, and if you can help it, uh, figure out a way to get in-state tuition. That's also very, very, very true. I very said true. I lived with my uncle for a long time when I didn't. I should have done that. I got a lot of in-state tuition. That I just... See, and my first school was hella expensive. It was like a oh, private liberal arts $50,000 a year school. And like, looking back, I loved my time there, and I got a lot of scholarships and stuff, but... Try and get in-state tuition if you can, kids. Student loans are not worth it in the real world. Do it. Just do it. Number eight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll back for this one. Yeah, go for it. Don't shit where you eat. Don't do it. Don't do it. AKA, don't date other theater majors. Don't do it. Don't date other theater majors. It's too messy. Just don't. <laughs> I get it. Showmances are amazing and passion-driven, but you know how many people I've seen break up and then have to play opposite each other or lose out roles because their ex is up for the lead and the director doesn't want the drama? Just don't shit where you eat. Keep them separate. I've shat where I ate so many times. Yeah, and it fucking sucks, right? Yeah, that was in my, yeah. like, professional world. Unfortunately, not my college world. <laughs> Yeah, that's almost worse. Yeah, you got to go to work with them. I, I It's just advice I got in high school that was like I dated, you know, in high school, another high school theater person, my like high school sweetheart. I was I was in choir and he was the um, the drum major in marching band. Uh, wow. But like when you break up, it's just messy. And I've just always thought I, advice I got was like, don't do it in the same way. I would also carry that rule, though. Like if I was a lawyer, I wouldn't want to date and marry another lawyer. I'd want to talk about other things and do other things. Yeah. Um, I was lucky in that my longtime boyfriend, Isaac, was uh, – he was in theater, but he went to Central Michigan. So right. we weren't – we would never be cast together in anything, clearly, mm-hmm. in college. And then after we um, – our relationship ended, I dated Kristoff. Um, and right. uh, then we broke up twice. And uh, that was not fun. Um, we have a much better relationship now. Like, not yeah. saying that we're like buddy buddy. And then I dated a tech who worked at Frozen, but luckily they he did not work at Frozen when we broke up. He went and on to Fantasmic. But we love Stove. A he's pretty great. Um, <laughs> but I definitely sh- did shit where I eat constantly, constantly. Yeah, I just- and you, I mean, and you know, like in the Mother's Day episode, in my mom's letter to Michael, it says, "Thank God you're not in the theater world." <laughs> yep. And that's the thing. My favorite thing is whenever a mean girl says to me, how did you find someone as great as Dave? I'm like, because I don't date theater people. I looked outside in the real world. There's plenty of wonderful people out there. As wonderful as it is to have somebody to create art with, it's also more wonderful to create your own art and have somebody who's not an artist just like think you're the fucking best. It's amazing. And you can take them to musicals. I've taken Dave to so many musicals. You know what he said his favorite one was? And I was so proud because I've taken him to so much shit. The only musical he saw before he dated me was Bullets Over Broadway. That's it. And so I took him and I asked him the other day, I'm like, what was my, what was your favorite one? And I've taken him to everything. And he goes, Mm -hmm. Hedwig. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And I was like, oh, Okay. And he's like, either that or great comment. And I was like, yes, I did good. Yes. Um, what? I, when we went, we drove to Ohio to pick Nessie up when we got her. Uh, and I said, now is a really great time for you to listen to Hamilton because you can listen to it straight through. And he was like, I love this. 
Or was it, what, no, it couldn't have been when Nessie, I, I, oh, I think we were going home, we were coming home for Christmas or something. Or someone's wedding or something. It was, some, it was, but we were driving to Ohio and it had to have been the first Christmas he came home. And um, yeah, it was the first Christmas because we didn't have Nessie yet. And he felt head over heels for it. And and that's I'm the so excited. to do albums though. I'm so excited for when Hamilton comes out on Disney+. Plus. Oh, it's oh, going to be so good. Oh, my God. It's going to be amazing. You'll appreciate this. I made Dave listen to Come From Away the exact same way start to finish. And he was like, this is beautiful. I'm like, it's, I know. Speaking of Come From Away, I just want to say when we saw that show in previews together, um, it was the day before I interviewed for my job that I have now. And mm-hmm. we, after, when when Welcome to the Rock started playing, and you grabbed my leg and you went, oh, my, my God. God. Because you were like, you want to see the 9-11 musical? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yes. like, I'd really like to see this. I was like, I don't want to sit and watch a musical about 9-11. Like, I don't think that's going to be fun for anybody. And you were like, just trust me. I do have to give a shout out to Jesse Markowitz. He really pushed me to have you go rush, uh, come from away rather than Great Comet for us. He was like, do it. You're not going to regret it. So it wasn't me. It was Jesse Markowitz. I have to give credit. Thank we're Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I just love musicals. Okay. I know. I'm like, we could have a whole podcast where we just talk about our favorite musicals. Yeah, absolutely. We could do listening parties. (laughs) What if there was like a parody of my favorite murder, but my favorite musical. I'd do it. (laughs) It's our idea. Don't fucking steal it. We're going to do it later. Don't fucking steal it. Oh, my God. I'm swearing a lot this one. Sorry, Mom. Number nine. Have other things that make you happy and fill your heart. Because, number 10, know that know that probability of having a stable long-term career on Broadway is slim. Slim. Also, I hope people can kind of hear seven this at 7 o'clock, where yeah, it's 7 like, p.m. in New York. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping people can maybe wait, hear hold it. Hold on, let me hold it to the window. Okay. Oh, yay. It's documented. It's documented. We did it. Okay. I was like, that's a sound I don't mind in the background. Me either. Think about other options as well. Teaching, regional theater, cruise ships, touring, etc. Broadway is not the only way to make a living in theater. It's not the only way at all. Many, many of our friends. I always say this not to sound like an asshole, but to, to show people the truth. I'm the only one of like people from our school, my friends on Broadway, that does not mean that these people are not living, fulfilling, enriching, beautiful lives in the arts. Yeah. Like Emily Hubbard has gone out and done stuff. Caitlin Rose, the teacher letter that we read, like our friends are doing these incredible things. Right. And it's so much more than just this one channel. Exactly. It's just, we said, it's just like finance, you know, Michael didn't go into finance to just work at Bloomberg. That wasn't even right. uh, that wasn't even on his radar. He came to New York right. without a job and interviewed everywhere. Broadway is just one street. It's one it's thing. It's one street. It's one That's street. It. It's one channel one of the arts. Yep. It's, it's one out of thousands. So many. So many avenues. Absolutely. Now listen, I'm going to be honest. You don't need a degree to audition for anything. Your degree did help you make connections and learn a lot about the theater world and being a professional. It helped me hone my it helped me hone my craft, but at the end of the day, it's just a piece of paper. The experience I had during my college years made me the person I am today. Be the hardest worker in the room, 
Be the first to arrive and the last to leave. Be prepared. Ignore the people that doubt you. And you can't go wrong. I love you. Love me. It's great advice to tell yourself, T. Yeah. I still need to hear that. I mean... Yeah. I mean, we talked about how I had hard college years, and my parents just kept saying to me, just... It's the Steve Martin quote, be so good they can't ignore you. Like, they can... People can say whatever they want, but if you are prepared and you do the work, talent can only get... What's the saying? Where it's like, hard Hard work work beats beats talent talent when talent talent work hard. hard. Yep. We've talked about that one before. That's true. It's very... Be talented and work hard. Be talented and work so hard. Because why why else would you go to college and pay that much money if you don't want to work hard? <laughs> it's not going to come easy at all. Nothing in life good ever does. Unless That's your last learning. name is Niederlander, you're not going to come easy. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I just like change my name to like Niederlander or Telsey and just do it. Niederlander, Telsey, and Co. Co. Yeah. Telsey, Co. 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 Schubert. T. Schubert. T. Niederlander. T. Juju Meisen. T. Jujamson. <laughs> That's what oh, I've always Juju called Mason. it. I will always call it Juju Juju Meisen? Yep. I will always, I will, I don't care what it's actually uh, called. Uh, it's called Juju Meisen. Are you, T. Telsey and Co., are you ready for your audition <laughs> for Telsey? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. T. I am. Pearl Studios, 300. T. <laughs> T. Rubin? T. Rubin Casting? Oh, my God. There? Amazing. Oh, my God. Are you ready for my surprises? Oh, my God. I forgot you have surprises. Yes. Show me them. Don't view musical theater school with the same pass-fail grades as our... Don't view musical theater school with the same pass-fail grades as everything... Our everything metric that you've had your entire life that will lead you to picking or focusing on classes that play to your strengths rather than the ones that bring your weaknesses up to par. If you suck at dancing, you should load up on dance classes, not just take the one per semester you need to graduate. You may never be a dancer, but becoming more comfortable in your skin through dance classes will help everything else about you as a performer. Your time as a musical theater major is about picking up skills for your toolbox, not being the star or the best. One way or another, you will use everything you pick up in school in your professional life, so don't blow anything off. If you don't learn it now in the place where it's safe to fail, you'll have to learn it on the job, in the real world, where failure is much less tolerated, and fake it till you make it only works to a point. Case in point, I sucked at turns and jumps in schools, so I blew them off. Lo and behold, I was in a show over the summer last year that had an ensemble ballet where I had to do a double pirouette and multiple tour on layers. I learned that I learned and I did it, but it was stressful every night of that seven week run. Connor Simpson. Oh, Connor. But he's right. That's exact. That's a much more articulate, articulated thing that I was trying to say in terms of if you don't put like now is the time to fail and to be embarrassed and to be shitty at things because when you're on the job it's a lot freaking harder now for those who need another reminder connor simpson wrote our theme song thanks connor and has been in multiple tours and been in shows that have been homed places he has consistently worked as an actor since graduation all right we'll keep keep going (gasps) there's more I wish wish it would have been emphasized to me how much business and networking in the industry is part of making a career in the business, like how to brand yourself and write a cover letter, etc. I learned the little I know out in the world. Nobody told me about that in school or out. 
Liz Casper. Yeah, she's right. Kent State. It's one of the things I say about Ashley Park. Mm-hmm. Ashley Park is one of the most um, – she, she, she's the type of person that when you talk to her, you feel like you're the only person in the world because she's given her energy and her time to you. Mm-hmm. And she's friends with everybody, and you feel like you're really close friends with her. And she consistently maintains these connections with people and yeah. gets jobs in that way. And I'm always in awe of that. But that's, that's, that's the first time I saw it where I was like, oh, shit, that's really impressive. It's real. We'll keep it's going. Real. Yes. I wish I knew the business of the industry. To be diversified in what I listen to album-wise, to be knowledgeable on names of composers and lyricists and what they've created. Knowledge on the current state of the industry ranging from audition life to living in New York City. Jesse Martins. Mm. Classic. Yeah, that's a good one too. I wish I would have known that would it would have been okay to transfer if I wasn't getting the help from the faculty that I needed to grow. Seth Hunter, 2014. I wish I was more proactive about expanding my knowledge before I went to school. I wish I didn't budge too easily over defending my body to professors. I wish I was overall more disciplined and didn't waste my time with deadbeats. Grace Velasco, 2014. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. We'll keep going. I love these. (laughs) These are a little bit longer, but they're worth it. Something I wish I knew before becoming an MT major. There, there are innumerable ways to have a successful career in the arts and in musical theater. Some people may make you feel that if you are not performing on Broadway, you are not a successful performer. That is simply not true. Choosing a career in the arts is hard enough as it is. Living up to everyone's false expectations of what success in the arts is makes it even harder. If you are making money as an artist in any way, you are successful. Mm-hmm. You are doing what you set out to do. There are insanely talented people out there who will never set foot on a Broadway stage, but rather choose to teach, to perform on the road, or run a small local theater that gave them their love of performing in the first place. Do what makes you happy. You will have many people, strangers, ask you, do you think you will ever try performing professionally while you are at a Q&A as a professional cruise ship singer and dancer? Do not let their idea of success diminish your accomplishments and make you feel as if you have not had success. You are not on Broadway, and you may never be, but that doesn't mean that you have not had and will continue to have a successful career as a performer, musical theater artist, and educator. There is no rule. There is, there is no rule book for success. Your happiness and love of the stage is the success. Annie Wessendarp Esther, class of 2013. Oh, I love Annie. Okay. Um, Choosing to major in musical theater will never be about getting your name up in lights or what school you get into. And that's absolutely okay. Even if your mom wants you to become famous and buy her a house. (laughs) No, you'll come to realize that you love theater because it allows you to explore and experience different facets of life using uniquely human expressions of art and to share those stories with others. You will always remember the exact moment you knew that your life would be filled with musical theater and art of performance. It was your junior year of high school, and you're playing the baker in James Lapine and Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods. In the second act, spoilers, your character learns of his wife's tragic death by a giant. Clutching her scarf to your chest, you plead into the darkness, can't we just pursue our lives with our children and our wives? 
till that happy day arrives, how do you ignore all the wondering what even worse is still in store, all the children, all the giants, no more? The raw energy behind those lyrics and their beautiful musical setting by Sondheim changes something inside you during that final dress rehearsal. It's pure magic. You feel it flow through your being, the echoes of someone else's story becoming your own. If the synthesis of these elements can make you feel so electrified, then imagine what you can do once you have more training and understanding of the world. You know the way to live your life in pursuit of that magic is to study anything and everything you can about every aspect of performance. So go into your college years as a detective of the human spirit with an open heart and a willingness to be deeply present in every situation you find yourself. You will learn so much more about yourself than you ever imagined, all in the hopes that you, will, that you can someday allow someone else the opportunity to do the same. Who do I you guess. think? So? Yeah. Uh, it's between two people. It's either Vinny or Tim. Vinny. Am I wrong? Yeah! No, it's Vinny Esther, <laughs> class of 2013. Hi, <laughs> this is a fun game now. Now I'm into it. Okay. I mean, I was always into it, but now I'm like, who is this? Okay. I'm going to read you this whole message. You're going to see who, who, if you can guess. Oh, shit. Okay. It says, I'm right up to the wire here, and I'm sorry for not seeing this before, if this is any help. Is this, is this Michael Glavin? <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I knew it from, like, the way he phrased that. God. Oh, Number one. Shit, that was funny. It's not a competition. <laughs> Number two, be proud of your be proud enough of yourself to make your brand of art. Number three, be humble enough to learn deeply and thoroughly from those around you. Number four, seek joy first in life, in art, in life, in art, in the work. Make it joyous. Number five, always push to know more, do better, explore more, explore deeper. I love him. I would have figured it out from that alone. Okay, we have one more. You ready? Oh, God. It's, okay, I'm not going to get it within two seconds, but go for it. I wish I knew that theater is not about cookie-cutter, jewel-toned dresses and perfect pin-curled locks. That it is more than enough to be myself and to wear what I love and to sing what bring me, brings me joy. Also to bring any other skill to the forefront. It sets a person apart. In my case, I wish I had incorporated my guitar into my collegiate time. Also, that it's okay to use the space and not stand stickly still and have a laser focus on one point on the wall because that's just now how <laughs> humans behave. Who do you yeah. think that's from? I think it's either Jenny or Brittany Price. It's Jenny Nasser. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> Jenny Nasser. I did okay. Class of 2014. Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh, oh, that was a fun game. <laughs> Fun. That was fun. Oh, I miss them all. I, I miss you guys if you're listening. That was fun. <laughs> I loved your class. That was the class I thought I was in. Yeah, I know. I remember. I remember. All your classes for a year. I know. But that was really fun. And that's just, I mean, fun. that's just my, I couldn't even think of anybody I knew who was in a different musical theater class of a different, like, uh, college. I was just, like, cool. racking my brain. But, like, these people if got. If I put in. Four percent of the work you did, I would have done that. I didn't even think to do that. I was like, I have a whole show at my disposal. I could have messaged all of them. We're like, what do you wish you would have known? We'll do a Mean Girls episode once. <gasps> like Ooh, I would like that. Yeah, that would be, be really fun, fun, right? 
That'd be fun to get oh. them um, on this squad cast and have them uh, yeah. talk. Ooh, maybe we will do that. We'll do like a swing one. What I wish I knew before was a swing. <gasps> get a lot of questions about swinging. Oh. I'm not it. a swing, so. I would love maybe it. I'll get the treehouse on. Great. That sounds perfect. Yay. Well, thanks, what guys. What a great episode. This was fun. This was a good one. Yeah. We always literally say that every single episode. Every Every single one. We're going to have to do a not fun one once. Oh, I have to give a shout out to a friend of mine, Cameron Chase, who is in Michigan State's uh, graduate program with acting. He uh, played at my opposite when I worked at Disney. And he's like one of my best friends in the whole world. He was in my like forever friend post that we did. And um, he just started listening to this podcast recently during quarantine. And he like he I answered the call the other day and he went, that's quarantine, baby. And I was like, you're listening. And um and he said he is really excited because he's moving to New York after he graduates next year. And he said, uh-huh. he, and I haven't seen him in so long because he left Disney, did a cruise line, then went to college or to grad school. So we haven't seen each other in probably like five years. And he's like my best friend. And But he's moving here. And he's Aww. like, I feel like T is my best friend now, but I don't even know her. So like shout out to yes, Cameron. Yes, you do. You know me. Yes, you do. Yeah. You so. know me. We're best friends. You want to have a sleepover? <laughs> he was gonna, he's probably going to be on a walk and go he would probably go yes I do yeah. sleepover okay we'll have a sleepover at Brooke's house it's gonna be so much fun <gasps> yes. you're all invited you're all invited <laughs> no you're not all invited oh man <laughs> uh, if any of you have a letter you want to write us yes about please. anything in the world anything please email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com now I am going to to put a little um caveat of what we are looking uh- for if you can read yours out loud in five minutes, it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. If you can read it out loud with no like talking or anything, we're trying to get many episodes to be a little bit shorter. So that way you have something short and sweet to listen to while you're, you know, brushing your teeth, getting your shower, yeah. something really short and sweet. Like Not like that. a full length. Well, full length, 40 minutes. Episode. Exactly. So, um, and we love those. Oh, no, I love but reading them. We need. We need we need some shorter ones. I need some guidelines. <laughs> yes. I need some guidelines. We do. All right. But we've gotten so many letters and we love you all and we're so grateful. Also, please make sure to go rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and Apple and all that jazz. It helps us out a shit ton. A shit ton. A shit ton. Yeah. And if anybody's good with social media and wants to help us, help us. Yeah. We're lazy. We suck. We're all we're also we lazy suck. about it. I just I just hate social media so much. So so do I. It's like, quarantine. Baby. Reach out. Help us. Reach out. Some, Help us out. Give some tips and tricks. So where are we going wrong? <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. So everywhere has gone wrong. All right. Uh, so. Well, I love you. I love you too. I said that to Brooke because I'm looking at Brooke. Oh. We, on we, like we, a, a video a person, person hearing this and probably their, their ears and their headphones. I love you. Yeah. I love you too. Yeah. I love everybody. Yeah. You're all doing great. Hang in there. It's a weird time. It is because that's quarantine, baby. <laughs> quarantine, baby. <laughs> See you on Sunday. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you. Just for taking a chance on a new podcast. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites we have. Instagram at Dear Me Love Me Podcast, Twitter at DMLM Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook too. Thanks for listening. Love us.